Let's talk with Andrew. Is your all tourism podcast? Hello, everybody. Um, it's Andrew Avery here from Let's Talk with Andrew. Um, so today's episode, um, it's it's like it's it's a it's a different type of episode. It's it's an episode that's that I'm really happy to to actually do. It's the first episode we're gonna have someone guested into our podcast. And in today's episode, um, we're gonna talk more on how um, volunteers have been able to turn into tourists. And today with me, um, I have a friend of mine called Margo Johnson. Did I get it right? Yeah, that's my name. <laughs> okay, Margo. So, can you, Margo, I think I should give you this time to introduce yourself. Okay, thank you, first of all, uh, to invite me. Yeah. So, I'm from Belgium. Uh, I graduated as a teacher in Belgium. Um, and as soon as I graduated, I decided to travel. But I wanted to do something useful. I wanted to develop myself as a teacher. Okay. And that's why I decided to come here to Arusha, Tanzania, and to volunteer here at a government school. Um, and besides teaching, I'm very much into dancing. I'm also teaching dance. And I did it in Belgium, and I'm also doing it right now here okay. in Tanzania. Um, so yeah, I've been here for four months, four or five months. Five months. Yeah. So like, when we actually met, was it, was, was it like in your first days here, right? I don't remember it, but it, it was, it was it definitely was in somewhere November. in the beginning. It was in late November. Oh, I was I was here actually at the end of September. So oh, September. So yeah. so that was like you actually. I was here already for two months. Oh, two months. Yeah. So. Okay, that's that's so that's yeah. So when when we actually met, it was one of the. Most, I would say convenient ways. Yeah. I don't remember it. Yeah, actually. it's it's Where crazy. Like it? it's crazy how it's, I'm the only one who remembers it. <laughs> Where did we met? Oh, we actually met at Zezi, I think. Okay. Uh, it's when we were. Uh, it's when I was doing the the karaoke. Remember? Oh, did I wanted to sing a song? No, oh. I actually, actually, I actually did uh, a rap song. It was, I think, it was Skepter's song. And oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I remember. Oh, yeah, yeah that's yeah. my music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember, and that was your jam, and you was like, Bruh. <laughs> I, was like oh, I remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and that's when um, it all started. So, um, I think you've been like one of the greatest people I've met from in twenty twenty, like. And actually happened it at the end of 2020 where I actually never thought I would meet someone, uh-huh. you know, oh, from so like nice. the Corona thing because I was actually in Dar es Salaam for like, I think eight months and I was just at home, you know, oh. and yeah, so I remember at the early, uh, like mid-November, that's when I said, all right, I'm just going to go back to, because I was really having anxieties of coming back to Russia because of my of like my work situation with because the, the tourism industry was like shaking and yeah. everything I was like oh my god should I really go back mm-hmm. I really had because I was supposed to be here since October or like November September or something but like 
I was just, I had like two months of like just thinking and thinking like, should I really go back? Should I really go back? But eventually I came, you know, you see, and I was able to meet you, so. Nice, and then so, you were doing a rap song and yeah, there were these crazy girls supporting you. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> oh my God, you know, because for me, when I'm like, when I was, when I'm like, I'm doing like karaoke and stuff, I just have this type of, uh, I don't know, I call it a demon inside of me. Uh -huh. Yeah, like, it was know? good. You look yeah. like a real artist. Yeah, like, so, you know, it's just like, you feel like you're skeptic, you're like, oh. yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, and so from there, uh, I remember you telling me that you were doing volunteering at, uh, at the Ibarra? Um, Barra Primary uh, School. Ibarra's Primary yeah. School. And, yeah, so, so what, what, what really uh, inspires you to do uh, volunteering work? Um, I was also very, I was always very curious in volunteering because, uh, especially, I I'm come I come from Belgium uh -huh. and volunteering in Africa it's like a very it's a cultural difference. Okay. Especially the in a school. Okay. There are so many differences between the school here in Africa and the uh -huh. schools in Belgium. Uh -huh. So I wanted to develop myself as a teacher, but okay. also as a person. As I a wanted person. something. I wanted to volunteer somewhere, uh, in, in a place that's very much different from much Belgium. Much different. Yeah. And also, like you, you'd have been of really much help to you know with with your profession with what you do. Yeah, I believe you should volunteer in something you're interested in, you're good at, because otherwise it's not very helpful. Okay. So I tried to find something that was my thing and then I found this project um, okay. through a friend of mine mm -hmm. um, and they were looking for teachers at a school okay. so that was perfect for me and okay. that was why I decided to come here well, good timing uh, so have you have you like already did you like already did volunteering before or this was your first time? Yeah, this was definitely oh, my wow. first time. Wow, I wow. never volunteered. Oh, I wow. never came to Africa. Oh my I, God. I actually even never really traveled. Oh. Um, my parents and I, yeah, my parents always stayed in Belgium or the Netherlands and I went with friends to Spain. I danced in Scotland, but I never really traveled. Like out of Europe. Yeah, no, I never, I've never been out of Europe. This oh. was my first experience. Yeah, because, because I think like traveling in Europe is not seen as traveling because y'all are so close and... Um, I think because it's easy to travel easy in Europe. Easy to travel in Europe. Yeah. Um, a lot of people are doing city trips and... City, yeah. So, yeah. so I, I, I get this feeling a lot with a lot of people, you know, people will be like, no, nah, I've been like mostly European. They're like, man, I've been in different countries in Europe and yeah, but like it doesn't feel like traveling. No, it's because the culture yeah. is similar. It's similar. Yeah. So the culture makes the difference. Yeah. Right? For me, that's. Yeah. yeah, I think I think that makes um, makes a difference for for a lot of things. Uh, I also think like also maybe the climate too, since y'all kind of like share the same. Definitely. Um, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So um. So how has uh, volunteering in Tanzania uh, impacted your life, like personally and. What life lessons have you gotten from it so far? Ooh, big question. It so is. my first thought when I was volunteering at the government school was that we should be very grateful mm -hmm. for the materials, the structure, all these things we have in Belgium. Like we think it's very normal to have, but, but we're actually very spoiled. 
<laughs> yeah, and here, like, I remember coming to the first classroom and they had 100 of students and yeah. one teacher, yeah. which was crazy to me because in Belgium we have one teacher for 25 children. We have all the materials we need. Like, it's still difficult, but yeah. um, I feel like being a volunteer made me way more grateful. Yeah. Um, it made me realize. Um, what we really need in life like we need for example good communication and we need a chair and a desk at a school for example but okay. we don't need all these uh, like all different these. small things we are using yeah, in Belgium. So, much, so much rubbish yeah <laughs> um, so that's one thing uh, let me think yeah, I've learned to be nice to people. I feel like people here in Africa are very, like, they always tell me, like, Karibu. Yeah, we're, we're so humble. Yeah, yeah, and that's we're a big so difference. Humble. Because I think it's Belgian. I don't think it's European. But in Belgium, uh -huh. we're very individualistic. Okay. So we're not doing, like, big conversations with strangers. Yeah. And I really feel that it's it makes you a better person, mm -hmm. makes you a more happy person. Uh -huh. um, to just be nice to other people yeah that's something I've learned from the people here yeah I think I think uh, a lot of people say say that like a lot of people get that once yeah. they come here to Africa they you know they're like oh, you know I'd, I'd, I'd work for like seven kilometers around along the street and nobody would even say mambo or like hi or you know yeah it's crazy besides, besides like the street vendors who will be like you know just kind of like asking me to buy their 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 products but like here you know you, it's like you, you go along along the streets people are, are like so so loving yeah yeah definitely everyone is talking to you it's so much more different from belgium yeah. and it's all it also gives me the, the opportunity to live here to feel comfortable here yeah. because i get to know people because people are talking to me they're being yeah. nice to me yeah, I'm really, I'm, I'm really happy that you know you, you're, you're blending experience uh, into into the Tanzanian, um, in the, into the Tanzanian world, has been of a success and has has been a, a smooth road. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm really, I'm really happy that you actually got to do something that you've been longing to do for for a long time and. In thinking about it, you know, the timing that you got to do it, it's somehow, you know, yeah. people are like, Margo, you're going to Africa at, at this corona yeah. period. But it's, it's actually like it's the best decision I could ever make. And I it's better, it's 100% better than I expected. I believe, I believe it's the best decision you've made. Like, I, I think everyone who came to Tanzania after, you know, after reopening, it's the best decision they've ever made because it's been really traumatizing and like just mentally it's been really a struggle you know staying quarantined and yeah i did it for a couple like i did it for six months or something mm -hmm. um and when i hear my friends and family now like they're having a hard yeah. time because the lockdown is like it stays and it stays and it stays yeah. um and i'm using this time to yeah. develop myself and to experience and yeah to yeah, get to know Tanzania. Tanzania, yeah, you just get to explore Tanzania, which that's what um, I'm gonna ask. 
Um, so what has caught your your eye, like like interest? Like what has caught your eye interest so far, like the most? Um, it, it can be anything. It can be maybe a place. It can be food or drinks or what's what whatsoever. Maybe the markets. The markets? Uh, yeah. So we are very used to going to the supermarket and we can buy everything there. Uh-huh. Like all our groceries, we buy it in one supermarket. Okay. While here, you can buy fruits and vegetables in a supermarket. But I think it's it's normal here to go to the market, right? Like, yeah. Um, and we have markets in Belgium, but they're not as... Like it's not very common to go to the market every day. Well, here you yeah, have here's... like so many markets, so many sellers, uh-huh. so many like so much good-looking food. Uh-huh. Um, it's like people are selling it, and when I buy it, I feel like it's an honest. Yeah, it's an honest transaction. Yeah, definitely. So, and that's what I really enjoy here. That's what caught my eyes most, and it's. Also, it, in my eyes, it's very chaotic. Yeah, I understand. Um, but I enjoy it so much. Yeah, it yeah. feels. I feel like local when <laughs> I'm doing it. Yeah. Like for me, like I also feel like you're a Tanzanian already. No, I'm not. Um, <laughs> no, you're, you're a Tanzanian. Yeah. It just happened that you're of a different uh, skin texture. Yeah, I'm just. I'm not scared to do it because yeah. it's more different from what I'm used to I, yeah. I'm more like oh this is different I want to try it yeah, yeah. so I got used to taking the Dala Dala going yeah. to the market <laughs> trying to speak Swahili Kidogo uh, that's really good I mean, and, that's really yeah, good and oh. to try to buy it because also these sellers they're not um, not all the people are good at speaking English so yeah. I had to learn Swahili yeah you had to learn Swahili yeah, but I love it I still prefer to buy my fruits and vegetables at the market mm-hmm. than at the supermarket yeah, and, and also like at the, at the at the because even the 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 food comes from the market, mm-hmm. you know, but but it's just a different type of you know collection. Yeah, you know, it's an experience but, yeah. to do it. Yeah. So like, what what was your favorite market to go? Uh, um, I'm actually very used to going to Kilombero, so I, I think, cannot compare I would... <laughs> it with another place. Yeah, yeah I, I definitely knew it was Kilimbero because Kilimbero is like the biggest market. <laughs> yeah. Like all these markets, like because like Kilimbero has like the 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 biggest supply of foods. Really. And then yeah. like fruits and whatsoever. Yeah. Like all the things that come, like all the deliveries. Mm-hmm. The first stop is Kilimbero, yeah. and then. Other people, street vendors and stuff, uh, they'll they'll come in Kilombero and just buy them at at a wholesale price. Oh. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's a good market. I yeah, and some there. also will do retail. So it's mm-hmm. it's Kilombero comprises all of that, like retail and wholesale. So how's your Swahili been so far? <laughs> um, mm. Like, not the best, especially right now. I'm surrounded by people who are talking English, English so I feel yeah, like I'm forgetting the Swahili that I've learned in the last three, four months. But um, I was able to take a Dala or a Dala, Dala. Dala by myself. Oh, yeah, uh-huh. um, I was able to... Do the negotiation. Yeah. like, But 
and still that's not get it. scared. Like, that's it. Like, and I can say like, mambo poa, banzuri, like the, the common things, yeah, yeah. The, the greetings. Yeah, um, like, I remember earlier when we were talking, uh, you, you said, you know, like, you, you would hear people saying, and like you, you get you get to understand that and I'm like <laughs> okay. I remember this one time I was I was somewhere and I heard some guys saying like Mzuri and I I think they didn't know I I could understood you, you, I could you, you understand, understand. But, and I looked at these guys and they felt like, like oh my god, what did I say? Oh my god. <laughs> they were embarrassed. They should. <laughs> not, you know, well, like, I think it's, it's, it's really hard not to give a compliment, you know, because oh. you are Tutumzuri, so it's like hard to, but like, I think it came out in, in an inconvenient way. It might, it might sound provocative, but like, I, I, I don't know, I, I don't think he had that intention. He was just uh, giving out his graces. Yeah, but it's something I'm not very used to in, yeah, in Belgium. Yeah, I think it's a cultural difference. Yeah, like because I don't enjoy it when people are. Yeah. Say even if it's a compliment, like if people, yeah. if I'm walking at the street and I hear like, "Um, tutum zuri," <laughs> I don't see it as a compliment. I, I'm. Yeah, but like one thing you should understand here, like here is, it's it's like normal. It's yeah. it's, it's, it's not it's not just because you're like. Uh, like here we, all women get it like yeah. all women get it like you know whenever you're around, you're going around across the streets and you know yeah. but I still I cannot you, yeah, you're I not still, you, you're not still used to no. it like I think you you will get used to it the longer <laughs> you stay here like the the, the uh-huh. more compliments you get the yeah. more you're like oh, okay 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 yeah. okay um, so Tell us more about your cultural and lifestyle experience, like interaction, um, like with people and, you know, some of the cultural things, like Tanzanian culture, things that you've been able to keep up, to, to pick up and like, you know, and like you're like, I'm definitely going to take these, I'm going to adopt these, you know. Yeah. Uh, for like I already said, like the greetings, I love how, how everyone is nice to mm-hmm. other people. I would. I would try to be more communicative in Belgium. In Belgium, uh-huh. um, also be more grateful for what you actually need in life. Mm-hmm. Um, so these things, and also um, not be. I I wouldn't be too lazy to do course because I feel in Belgium we're very quick quick and we don't want to do the dishes we don't want to do yeah, the laundry yeah. we're using machines and all these things and, and here people are taking their time to do laundry by hand and to do the dishes by hand like it's normal to do it yeah. by hand here yeah and now i'm thinking like why do i feel so rushed in belgium to do this course mm-hmm. um it's life is way more easy to do it and I feel so rushed in Belgium so I would I, I would definitely live more poly poly also mm-hmm. I had to get used to people not coming at on time <laughs> you didn't come at that on time right no no no, no 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 like that's why with me I told you I'm gonna come at 10 ish uh-huh. I never I never said because I know like I know I know how, how y'all are somehow, y'all feel some type of way with African timing. Because with us, it's like, 
pole pole dio muendo like uh-huh. slowly slowly that's how we roll yeah. i love the ma- the mindset it makes you so less stressed but in belgium everyone like if you say i'm coming at 10 everyone will come at 10 and if they will be like 10 minutes late they will text you like i'll be 10 minutes late or i'll be 30 minutes late yeah but you would like you would know what time your They're friend coming. will come while here it's more like we'll meet and it doesn't really matter what time we'll meet and I really needed some time to get used to it but I yeah still I like I don't like I don't mind anymore like no yeah. I, I, at first it was a you're kind of like oh and I was I remember um, I remember meeting up with a friend uh-huh. and he was saying like yeah I'm on my way but oh. I was already waiting for 10 minutes which oh, is a long time for which me is because a long I'm, time yeah. yeah I'm an impatient person so I was like well, are you really that impatient I am yeah. <laughs> so, I like to test your limits <laughs> <laughs> no so I was waiting for this for 10 minutes uh-huh. and I texted and, and he was like yeah, yeah I'm on my way and I was I was waiting for 10 minutes again oh and that's after, 20 yeah and so I called him and he was like yeah I'm looking for the place, I'm on my way, and after 30 minutes, oh. I just texted him like, I'm going back inside, I'm done with this. Oh my god. And now I realize how dramatic I was, but it's just nice. because it's, nice. I, I'm not used to waiting yeah. for 30 minutes. Yeah. I mean, I, I am used to wait for 30 minutes, but I would like to know like if they are coming uh, yeah, after you, you, you like minutes. to get that certainty. Yeah. Yeah, I do. Yeah. And I, I must say, like, I'm impatient. Anyway, I like the poly poly thing. I think it's <laughs> way more easy way to live. Yeah, I, I, I hope... Yeah, I need a time to get used to it. That's the only thing. Yeah, I hope that doesn't affect you once you're back mm-hmm. back home. Like, we'll you, see. <laughs> you know, you, you'll be having... A, you, you'll, you'll have your friends and, you know, waiting for you for, like, 30 minutes. Because you're like... Ah. Back then, when I when I was in Tanzania, you know, thirty minutes is it's a normal thing. Uh-huh, uh-huh. You know, that's why with me, like I did like ten ish, <laughs> ten ish, because I know because yeah. you know sometimes, you know, it's not like okay, it's it's of a habit of us like being less punctual. Mm-hmm. I think that's like not that's like a different type of grow up that you know that kind of like associates with it, but. Also, sometimes you can see like the, like there's there's less facilitation to it because okay, like with transport, a lot of us use like public transport. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of Tanzanians use public transport. You know, mm-hmm. if for example, if if I would be driving, I would have been here 9:30. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it's like from my location, it's like 30 minutes till here. But like using public transport, that can be an hour or. Yeah, true. I wrote an app, so, so yeah, so like, there's a a lot of things that contribute to it, and yeah. When I still, meet up with people, I always ask them, "Do you mean Muzungu time or yeah? <laughs> Do you mean Muzungu time or African time?" Yeah. I think I, I think that that's like the first thing uh, people notice <laughs> yeah. about us. Yeah, but I think it's a good mindset. But but, but I'm really but, but I really try to be really punctual, like. Mm-hmm. Even when, when it's like when I'm like in safaris and like maybe picking up clients, when they tell me like when they tell me you're gonna go pick the clients at seven thirty, I try to be there like six forty-five. Yeah. I remember this one time the the clients now they 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 did me the African time so they told me 
I was I, I went to pick them up at do you know the hotel near Club Towers, the Sheraton Hotel? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the office told me you should be there at seven thirty, and I was there like seven o'clock, mm-hmm. and I stayed there till like eight. Yeah. And <laughs> it's crazy because I cannot call the office and tell them the clients are not here because they already told me the clients are there. And we ended up leaving the hotel 8.30. Mm-hmm. So I was there for two hours. <laughs> so yeah, it happens sometimes, it happens. But yeah, it does. Yeah, it happens. Anyway, I feel like we're way too rush- rushed in Belgium. And here yeah. it's more like chill. Yeah, I think, I think that's like, that's like the, like how organized uh, y'all have yeah. accustomed to be. Yeah, we're very structured in yeah. Belgium. Like I, I have a very busy schedule in Belgium. Mm-hmm. While here, I'm seeing like, oh, um, like, do I have the energy to do all these things in one day, in or one maybe day. I can take it more chill? Like, yeah, it maybe could, I can it skip could. something. What's less important to do today? Like, yeah. Yeah, you could, you could apply the poly poly theory. Yeah. So <laughs> I'm gonna keep the poly poly mindset in Belgium. Yeah, you should, you should keep it. it if it, I'm it going really, back. <laughs> yeah, it should, it should, it will really help you in the future. You know. It does. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. What rank would you consider a position in Tanzania as a travel destination? Um, like, how would you put Tanzania? Like, is Tanzania a top travel destination? Like, Tanzania oh, is it like, is. It is. I'm so grateful. This is my first travel experience inside uh-huh. of Africa. Uh-huh. Um, first, I think this is the best place to do safaris, mm-hmm. or like one of the best places. I think. I think this is the best. Yeah. I think it, it's magical to know that um, the Lion King is based on Serengeti. Yeah, like... That's... Oh, wow. It felt so magical. I didn't do Serengeti, but I did do Gorongoro. Uh-huh. Gorongoro. And I already... I was thinking about the movie and... Oh, my God. Yeah, so I think for safaris, this is definitely the best place. How was it, though, like, the Gorongoro Credit experience? Oh, it was amazing, especially during this time, because there uh-huh. weren't other safari cars. Yeah, so, so it was... It felt like a private tour. Yeah, it was just me and nature. Like, it's... <laughs> Literally, like my experience in Gorongoro was literally my best, one of the best experience I had in life. Because oh my god! It was my first safari uh-huh. trip, and it was just our car, like me, my friends. Uh-huh. We had an amazing tour guide uh-huh. and the animals it, and the nature. Oh, it was beautiful. It was just you, uh, the lions, yeah. the buffaloes, <laughs> the gazelles. Yeah. Oh my god! We saw a lion <laughs> hunting for. Wild beasts. Oh my god. Yeah, it was amazing. Anyway, I think safari always it's always a must, right? You yeah. have to do yeah, it. I think I don't know because I think travelers have different preferences. You know, I've had people who are like like I would just do safari because I wanna see what it can offer, but I'm more I'm more um I'm more interested to like do like cultural like oh really you know cool the cultural like just going to these places and interacting with people like there are people who really die to just do that uh-huh. yeah and there are people who are like we want to go see the jungle <laughs> we want to we want to see where Ta- Tarzan came from and Tarzan and it's like it's amazing 
like you should really do Serengeti. Like before you leave, you should do Serengeti. For sure. Like I'm, I'm saving up money to do yeah, Serengeti. Yeah, like I, I, I really, I really be honored to take you to Serengeti. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, let's do it. It's like deal. Serengeti is. <sighs> yeah. Is the killer. Yeah, I feel like. Ah, bad that I didn't do Serengeti yet, but it's fine. It's something to look forward to. Yeah. So, like, what are the places have you been like? Um, as a tourist. Yeah. Or, yeah, I've been to Majimoto. Majimoto, yeah, yeah. Chemka. Uh, I also visited um, a Maasai village. A Maasai village. Yeah. Uh-huh. And I really, I love how many Maasai people I got to know here because oh I God. really, I really have some Maasai friends, and you just tell oh, me like, that's, that's really let great. me know when you want to visit my village, and oh I my think, God. It's, yeah, yeah, it's beautiful. It's so welcoming. Yeah, yeah. So that's also because. People like Maasai people, they are really li- living a different lifestyle than yeah. what I'm living. Yeah, like it's insane. It's it's. I think for me, um, as uh, as a Meru, like I don't know oh. from the Meru tribe. Cool. Um, I didn't know I think, that. Yeah, I don't. Uh, it, there's something that I really envy about the Maasai, how preserved they mm-hmm. are of with their culture, like with. It's not like us, we are not preserved. I think, I think with us, we're kind of like giving ourselves too much to the modern world, mm-hmm. you know, which for the Maasai's, oh my God, like, for example, like yesterday, um, I was, I was in a place where it's like, it's, a, it's like a village Maasai with like small bombers and stuff. And it's like, the Maasai's there are living a really different type of life. Mm-hmm. It's a life where if you would tell a person that these are people living in the 21st century, people would be like, oh my God. You know, it's like, it's like sometimes when you're like in these kind of situations, you feel like how privileged you are or how lucky you are to actually be in this kind of position, this kind of position to know uh-huh. this, to, because yeah. there are people who, who are not even an inch close mm-hmm. you know so with, with me when I'm like when I see these people I'm like man like though I do have Maasai in my blood because my grandmother my grandmother's mother is a Maasai oh wow but like that's a long trace you know yeah <laughs> like directly y'all be like I'm a Maasai people right now. <laughs> but yeah I do have like a Maasai descent on that and like also a, like a Semitic type of descent from my mother so for my father is a Meru and so his mother who's my grandmother is um, she's part Meru part Maasai but with my grandfather he's fully wow. fully Meru fully uh, so with my mother, he's from the higher tribe. I don't know if you heard the higher tribe. Man, we have so many tribes here. We yeah. have 122 tribes. I feel like there's <laughs> so much more to explore. Like, I don't know anything yet. Yeah, <laughs> like we have 122 tribes here. And so with my my grandma, who's from my mother, um, she's from the Iraq tribe, which is like close to the Maasai's. Mm-hmm. I, I, I don't know if... Like on the road to Ngorongoro, I think you've you passed to this place called. I passed it. Yeah. Wow, they yeah. are really living 
the yeah. wildlife. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, so, so yeah. So, but like with them, they're they're not like natively from here, but like they just kind of like even with Maasai, uh, Maasai kind of like migrated from Egypt, following the the River Nile pattern, like the you know. So that's what got them here and really? other places, you know. So, so that's like a similar history with my grandmother's um, tribe, but like for them, it's more of like Middle East, mm-hmm. Asia. So, yeah. Wow. But like, you should really do some some other stuff. You know, you should explore more Arusha. Arusha yeah. has really has much to offer. Like, there are places where, man. I've been. I was surprised. Where? Uh, so, have you been to the waterfalls? Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, I've been yeah there like too. okay. Besides the waterfalls, there are like other places, like in Usa River. They're like, man, whenever you, you have a time, like you just, we should we should do something. Yeah, we should do it because I've never been there. Yeah, like there are so many different places, man. You're like. Do you mean like nature? Nature. I'm just oh. talking nature. Cool. And they're just so chilly. You know, Arusha, I think it would take you, I think, three months or two months to actually fully mm-hmm. explore it, like, because the region is so big. Yeah. You know, they actually had to divide it. <laughs> uh, how? Yeah, so, so have you heard of this region called Manyara, where, uh, the, yeah. where, where it borders the Lake Manyara uh, National Park? Oh. Yeah, yeah so Lake <laughs> no. Manyara is in between. Okay. The so the which is now the Manyara region. Uh-huh. So back then the Manyara region used to be part of Arusha region, but um, the government decided to split it up. And so Manyara is an independent region. So which that kind of like splits in between the national park. Okay. Yeah, but but we have the majority of the Lake Manyara. Yeah. And Serengeti too. Man, Arusha is so big. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not there yet. I have to stay for a long time. To yeah, see I think day. when you're gonna go to Serengeti and if you get a chance to go to Lake Minyara, because Lake Minyara, uh, Tarangiri, these are places where you could mm-hmm. just, you could do them partly. Yeah, I've, I've been to Minyara and to, uh, Tarangiri. Okay. Um, yeah, like you could do them partly if, if, if you were a person you've not done them mm-hmm. but since you've already done them you know you could do them partly and you could also try to do like Kilimanjaro like a day trip oh yeah that's on my bucket list yeah the Kilimanjaro yeah. Like, but I have to save up money yeah like yeah I understand but like you know you're with me uh huh okay, okay okay Andrew you could I could definitely help you out with that and fix you one of the best deals like I think like the only thing would cost would just be transport. Yeah. Like, oh wow, that. good, good to know. Yeah. I would love to do a Kilimanjaro. Yeah, we should, we should really do a Kilimanjaro yeah. day trip. Like you're gonna enjoy. It. Okay, you did it before. Yeah, I did it before. Oh, nice. Yeah. Oh my God, it's so beautiful. Like I'm just saying, like you have so much beauty, beauty around you, mm-hmm. that if you be like, if you, if you take time to explore it, you would go back to Belgium. You'd be like. <sighs> <laughs> or if you, if, or maybe if you would be doing like vlogs or and stuff like that, mm-hmm. you would have like, 
several seasons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah it's beautiful here. There's so much more. I feel like I saw, I already saw a lot, but yeah. I feel like there's so much more. Yeah, yeah. like you're, you you see like you're really blessed here. Like from from your place here, of you have monkeys around you. Oh wait, yeah, yeah, right now I have monkeys in my garden. Yeah. So you have have some neighbors around you. Yeah, I'm actually scared. The window is open right now. I'm scared for them coming in. Yeah, like they will rob my place. Yeah, they'll they'll rob all the food that you have. But it's great to get up in the morning and when I open my curtains, I can see. Yeah, you open your curtains. Like, how is it at night with all the crickets? Like, it's fine. Like, it doesn't bother me. Doesn't bother you. No. Like one one time, I was in a phone call with somebody. Uh, we was on Facetime, and I was inside my room, and the, and, and and then she was, man, how how loud are those insects? <laughs> like I was like, how how can you hear them? I'm just uh-huh. inside, and like the room was completely closed. And really? Yeah, it's like it's like crazy, but like I really love it. You know, I really love the. I think I'm really used to the sound of bees, uh-huh. of bees crickets. Like sometimes that's why sometimes when I'm in Dar es Salaam, I'm like, I feel I feel different because Dar es Salaam is so like you've been to Dar es Salaam, right? Uh-huh. So you know how it is. Dar es Salaam is yeah. like it's like the city, like it's like the city, you uh-huh. know. I think that like, Arusha is the city, but like not that much, you know. Yeah, it's a good combination of it's, it's city a, and nature. And, and nature. But Dar es Salaam is way too modern. Yeah, yeah. There are beautiful animals here, like everywhere. Like birds. Like one thing, one thing I really miss about Arusha is birds. Yeah, birds, also butterflies. When I, I don't know how, like I didn't see butterflies in Dar es Salaam, but there I, are butterflies. But yeah. like you really need to take time to. The birds and the butterflies here, they are so beautiful compared with what I see in Belgium. Yeah, yeah. We also have butterflies and birds, but they're not that big, not that special, not that beautiful, yeah, we colorful. Have, we really have a lot of species of butterflies here. Mm-hmm. And I just like, I remember a couple of minutes ago, while we were still doing the the podcast, I saw two Hadada high bees. Man, I really love those birds. I just love... Have you ever seen them? How they eat insects? No. Man, you're going to be amazed. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you're gonna be amazed. Also, chameleons. Oh, chameleons. Whoa, so nice to see. Oh, I'm so no. not used to seeing you're, you're that. Not used to see no, them. not at all. Are you? Do you, do you fear touching them? Because you know no. you can't touch them. <laughs> I no. Do you want to see how they change colors? <laughs> yeah, I'm a daredevil. I'm not scared. <laughs> <laughs> you're daredevil. So, um, so how how satisfied are you with the services provided here? Um, do you mean like, for example, when I'm going, when yeah, I'm taking like when, transport? Yeah, yeah when you're like taking transport, maybe yeah. you're in like, you're in a restaurant or maybe when, when you had your safari to, uh-huh. to Ngorongoro. I feel, I, it's great. People are used to like, um, guiding tourists. Mm-hmm. I feel so welcomed, so secure. Uh-huh. Um, when I need transport, I can get transport everywhere and I'm never scared. Uh-huh. I always feel very... You feel safe. I always feel very safe, yeah. yeah. That's my first, like, um, that's the first thing I noticed uh-huh. about being like here how, by myself. I always feel safe, yeah. Uh-huh. Even when I'm taking a Dala Dala and I yeah. say I want to go to this place, uh-huh. 
they always say like, yeah, yeah, we're going. And suddenly they put me out of the dala and they say like, you should go to this dala. Yeah. And they even make sure that I, that yeah. my money is, is going to the other dala drivers. Yeah. Um, and they make sure I, I'll get to the place. Yeah. And I'm like, what's happening? But I, <laughs> I trust the people. Here. Yeah, you're, 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 you're like, oh. What's, what's really happening? So yeah. you just try to follow know, the yeah. flow, but they it's, they're already you know having it all going. Yeah, they know where I'm going, and they know I'm a tourist. They know that I don't know how it, how everything works here, uh -huh. so they make sure I'll get there. So that's very nice. Yeah. Um, also, going on a restaurant like mm -hmm. the service is fine. It's, it's good. It's fine. Yeah, and. Same with safaris, like there are so many safari tour guides, mm -hmm. everyone wants to help me, everyone says like, if you need um, a guide for this, for a Maasai village, for doing a safari, for doing Kilimanjaro, all these things, everyone is helpful. Um, and I actually, I had an amazing safari guide. I feel like everyone is so passionate in what they're doing. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's Arusha. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's why they call Arusha the capital of yeah. tourism. Even when I'm going to the market, like Kirombero, <laughs> there are people like, what are you looking for? Do you need a parachichi, this yeah, and that? Yeah, yeah. And they say like, come, come, I'll come, show come. you where you should be. <laughs> you can get the best parachichis yeah. in town. Yeah. So yeah, I think the service is great. People are really used to helping tourists helping people make sure they'll, they're getting somewhere safe yeah like i think like some people think it's like the kind of uh the kind of affection and uh hospitality that we give out to people is like only because it's like tourists but it's it actually goes in both sides you know um i think for me one time i was having a conversation with somebody and i was telling them um, for me, the way that I'm so used to Tanzania, like, you know, with everything, I think it's gonna be really hard and it's like the transition will, will be so hard if, if I would be, if I would be to go and live like in Europe or no, like no matter, like just outside Africa, you know, for me, it would really be hard, okay. like in all aspects. I in think, all aspects. Yeah, I, I, th I thought about this a lot and yeah. I don't think African people will be happy in Europe. I think, I, mean, I think it would be lovely to go on a vacation, but the lifestyle... We, we, we're so curious, like we want to uh -huh. see, like I'm always curious, I want to see how Belgium is. Uh -huh. Caribou! Where you, yeah. where you want to go to Belgium and I'm going yeah, to... Like, like, I, like, I really love, if, if I would be coming to Belgium, I would love to have you there though. Yeah, for sure. Like, because for me, I feel well have well while you have someone that's like someone that you know, someone that y'all already have this relationship. Um, I think it, it finds you to be comfortable, mm -hmm. and you know that okay, with whatever that's gonna happen, in I'm I'm, I'm gonna have her as my back, and she's gonna guide me to everything that I need to know about. Yeah. this certain place or this certain thing or how do they live uh, what kind of um, how the rules are because the rules are different it's like how would you like when you first came here you, you had people telling you like here in Tanzania we do this we do this this is not acceptable this is legal this is elite this is 
this is illegal. So that's that's likewise for me. So I think that's why I think I would not go to a country that I'm not familiar with. No. Mm-hmm. No, I understand. Yeah. Expect if it's like I'm in a position where I'm really obligated to. Mm-hmm. But if it's like for my own uh, own pleasure, on on decision, I'll be like, no, I'm not, I'm not going. Uh-huh. I'm not going. I need to be somewhere where I can have meet some friends and do some things and, and stuff. Yeah. So thank and you I for really, the yeah. I really you think invitation. you need someone when you're going to like you need someone like that when you're going to a place like Belgium because everyone is very busy with their yeah. own schedule while here yeah. people here are very proud of their yeah, country yeah. and they're like oh let me help you this and yeah. that but it's the poly poly mindset we don't have in Belgium yeah so so it also be a help for, for me to actually because you know the poly poly you will help me master the rash hour <laughs> theory of, of Europe so So yeah, so I'm I'm really I'm really happy um, how your stay here has been so blissful. Um, how you how is it's really impacted you as a as a human being? Yeah, it definitely did. Yeah, like it's yeah. I'm still exploring. I decided not to go back to Belgium. <laughs> so that's one thing uh, people don't know. Uh, Margot is I don't know man. She she came here as a volunteer. She ended up being a tourist, and now she's actually working. Yeah, I congratulations! Thank you. Congratulations! Yeah. I decided not to go back to Belgium because I wasn't very excited to be there, to be a teacher there, uh-huh. and also with in these times, in these Corona times. Yeah. I was like, mm, I want to stay, but I had to find a job because yeah. I didn't yeah. save up enough money yeah, to stay here. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, I remember how of a bit of a struggle it was but I was so happy when you told me I got the job uh-huh. at St. Constantine's and I was like yeah yeah thanks yeah you told me I'm gonna be here for more for six more months and I was like okay so I told you so I'm gonna see that that face of your a, a lot longer uh-huh. now yeah and I'm actually planning on staying after these six months oh my god yeah now we're gonna that's what I'm saying like you're definitely gonna gonna be you, definitely converting into a Tanzanian now. Yeah, yeah. I love it here. It's yeah, a good place to be. You should, you should. Like, I think you should also try to see other areas where you could, you could, I don't know, maybe invest. You, you never know. Mm-hmm. You never know. For the future. Mm-hmm. You know, I think the more you, you, you'll stay here, the more you'll get to learn uh, about your surroundings, um, the more you'll be able to interact with more people. Never know. You you'll get to do the kind of things that you've always been longing to do, but you never actually got the time to or the place to actually uh, put these things into practice. Yeah. So um, I'm really I'm really happy for you. Um, now I can see you um, how you're making uh, smiles to those kids <laughs> with those dance moves. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm definitely doing what I love. I'm teaching. I'm dancing. Yeah. So how, how like. A little bit. Uh, I would like to know um, how was the how, how how is the experience like working uh, like volunteering uh, with the uh, Ibarra School Primary School, and how is it now with St. Constantine's? It's the completely opposite. Oh my god! So 
the government school where I was volunteering, uh -huh. as I told you, they have 100 of kids in one classroom with yeah, one that's, teacher. That's normal because I remember when I was in secondary school, in my class we used to be 91. Wow. It used to be 91 of us. And, we, and the room, I think the room was a little bit of this size, maybe a little bit bigger, but it was of this size. Of, man, there, there was a lot of us, man. Like, I, wow. I'm not gonna lie. Like, so in our stream, we used to be 200 and, 292 of us. Uh -huh. Like, in our final year, we graduated 292. And I think our stream had the, the largest population. So we'd get divided into like A, B, C, D. Yeah. So, wow. so I was in the last stream. I was in the last stream D. And in our stream, because that's the stream where like new students will come in and they will be put upon. Mm -hmm. So I think maybe you've seen that in Ibarra. Uh, so that's how it is like, yeah, you know, it's a little bit scary. It's, I think it's also like a hard experience, like it's a bit of hard for teachers to coordinate with all these students yeah. at once. I think you also face that, but yeah, it is, it is, it is what it is, but you know, I think slowly, uh, I think the, the government is really doing its best because you know it is, we, Tanzania is a developing country. Uh, we're not actually there, but we're heading to be there. Mm -hmm. So, uh, so. So there, so there were like times where people would uh, acknowledge how um, less fortunate uh, life can be here, but still, people cherish it to the fullest. We we do cherish it to the fullest. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it's so crazy to see how happy the kids and the teachers are. Mm -hmm. Like the teachers, they're doing an amazing Good job. Because I graduated as a teacher in uh -huh. Belgium, but I could never do what these teachers are doing. These teachers at government schools, <laughs> they are heroes. Shout out to all the yeah. teachers. Shout out to all the, the teachers, teachers at Barra Primary School. You, you to yourself, you're, you're, uh, you're also that profession. <laughs> I'm that profession, but I'm not used to working with these many children. Also, I'm like they are having a different kind of education than I'm used to. Uh -huh. They're speaking Swahili. I, yeah. My Swahili wasn't that well. I, I had to speak Swahili with the children, uh -huh. but if like I couldn't do what I'm wanted to do as a teacher and I was definitely not teaching these 100 of students I just <laughs> took out some of them and then, yeah yeah so it's a different kind of education and the education here and the facilities in this school are like it's a completely opposite from the government schools and it's kind of more what I'm used to in Belgium um, so yeah you cannot compare me as a teacher with these teachers at government schools. No, but, but I think you did you did your best. I did. Yeah, and that's it why it was a good experience <laughs> because I wanted to develop myself as a teacher and uh -huh. I definitely did. Um, yeah, I think yeah. I think from now on you could definitely teach any <laughs> any No, I any don't think place. I can yeah, I don't think I can be very I can be useful as a teacher in a government school, but only for a couple of students. Yeah. Um, but I could never work at a government school for the rest of my life. Yeah, it would, it would, really, not, it would really be a hard thing to, to yeah, last. In. It's like, I want to, um, I don't know, it's just too different from what I'm used to. Yeah, I understand. It's like, it's like, yeah. it's a different thing from, from, um, from, uh, 
from the system that you came from, yeah. and 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 that's and that's acceptable, you know that that's acceptable because even here there are teachers who graduate from you know from university and they're like, I don't think I'm really gonna try to play for a job at a governmental school really? because it's a struggle, you know I think. It's Everyone, something. It, it it takes skills. It, it takes skills. Yeah. Like I, I really acknowledge all the hard work my teachers had put uh-huh. because I'm not gonna lie. We never made it easier for them. No, they're amazing. <laughs> we we, yeah. we we never. I don't think there's even a moment where I sat it down. I was like, let me try to make easy. Let me try like let me let's just try to make some things easy for our teachers. Like. It was really hard for teachers to like just, just like with the coordination, huh. you know. It it was it was such a struggle, but at the end of the day, there are really strong men and women who wake up every day to try and fill our heads up with knowledge that that uh, we could eventually in the future turn that knowledge into power. And Mm-hmm. And also, and 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 actually um, help ourselves. So, I really, I really acknowledge um, the work that teachers are. Like, I, I think like before, I used to not because I was young, I was dumb. I never actually got to see the impact. But like just now, there's times where I, I, I sit down and think like my teacher used to tell me this and this, so I can see how that is is making an impact. Know, so even with like tour guiding, you know the the foundation started with biology. You know I used to love biology back then. I used to really be good. I'm not bragging. I used to be really good at biology, uh-huh. <laughs> and I used to be so so just the things that um, I was able to get from my from all the biology biology teachers that taught me. I was only taught by two though, and they're all they're all, all women, and they were. So so smart like I think my biology teachers just chose to be teachers they would have yeah. even been doctors yeah though one of my biology teacher was still heading to get like a degree or something in, in another field of science so I was really blessed with the teachers that we had and geography too uh, my teachers like I really love geography but the physical the physical geography really screwed me up. Uh, yeah. <laughs> physical uh, really screwed me up. Though I did, I did my best. It was really hard to because physical geography is a lot. <laughs> you know, is a lot. Mm-hmm. Though it is what what's um, it's like a part of my profession as a tour guide. But I'm I'm not gonna lie. Back then in school, it was really hard. Even back when I was in college, it was still hard. But we did our best, and that was in our capabilities to take something that would be profitable. So, yeah, like teachers, they're the best. Yeah, it takes a lot of passion and dedication to be a teacher. Yeah. All my teachers. It's a good job. <laughs> all my teachers, besides God and my parents, they played a huge role of making me who I am with everything that I'm like proud that 
I've managed to accomplish. Um, yeah. Good to hear. Yeah, so yeah. you should you should keep 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 up the work. Yeah. You know, you never know ten or twenty years you might be somewhere around the world and you meet one of your students, young madam Matt, Margot, uh-huh. how are you doing? And stuff like that, you know. Uh, you never know, you never know who you're gonna impact the, the most. You know, you just gotta keep on doing your work, keep on uh, being passionate about it, and at the end of the day, you're gonna make the world a better place. Yeah, I feel like everyone should have that mindset. Yeah, yeah like even with me, like with traveling, like, yeah, I, I'm not gonna lie, we, we do this to survive, but it's like, it for me, it's a different type of mentality that also I've I have because with me it's like if I make your experience you know memorable I, I, I believe that's gonna play a huge impact in your life or change you or if maybe you had a different ideology or something or anything I believe through the experience that you'll get from me uh, that I'll be gra- I'll be guiding you through or I'll be consulting you through into it it will really help you and just change your life mm-hmm. you know because with you now your life is never going to be the same you True. know you know that right uh-huh. it's never going to be the same <laughs> like the Margot that before the Margot that before came to Tanzania and the Margot that's here with me right now are two different people. True, yeah. yeah. And, and also, your parents can be a testimony, I believe. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, so I believe um, traveling can, can really play a huge impact into one's, uh, into one's life. Uh, it does. Now I understand why people always say, like, travel, travel, travel. Travel. Don't put your money into things, but put your money into travels. And now I know why. It now does you know. make you a different, person. better person. Yeah. Yes. So, so like, so are these are going to be the things that you're going to give, like, a feedback to your friends and family back in, in Belgium? Uh... Yeah. Do you mean like what I would tell them about Tanzania? Yeah, like what what would you tell them about this whole experience? I would say do it. Go to Tanzania. Go to Arusha. Um, It's so worth it. It's so necessary to understand the world better, Uh to understand culture better, Uh to understand people better. I would say to not be afraid to go to Africa because I feel people are afraid to go to Africa because it's so much different. What, what, one thing before we proceed, please. Um, what do you think lies behind that, uh, that, that fear, that anxiety of coming to Africa? Whew. I think we feel safe in Belgium and comfortable in Belgium because we know we have a lot of... We have good facilities, we have, like, the government is working different than the government's working here, Um, and I think people are scared to come out of their comfort zone because they know Africa are doing things differently. Okay. So, and it does take a little courage to 
come out of your comfort zone. Like it does in, in every aspect of your life, right? No, I understand. But I don't think people should be scared, not at all. Um, I feel so, like I told you, I feel so safe here. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't think people should be scared to travel to Africa. I think everyone should do it. Say yes to everything and say yes to all the opportunities you get. You, should be, you should be the yes man. <laughs> yeah, because sometimes I'm scared. I was even like, I always said, no way you asked me to do this. But I was yeah. like, Margot, do you think you cannot do this? Or do you think you're scared? And I was like, I can do it. I'm just scared. But that's like not an excuse to say no. Yeah. And I think the same with traveling. Like uh-huh. even when you're scared to climb the Kilimanjaro. For example, I'm scared, you're scared to climb it, but I want to do it. <laughs> you should, you should. So honestly. I think like being scared is not an excuse to not doing being yeah. to, to not doing it yeah because if if we talk of fear honestly with the past two episodes that i've done with this podcast i've always had fear in uh-huh. me you know though people might might think I, I sound confident whatsoever but like the fear is always there i think fear is natural mm-hmm. it's human it's human fear is natural i don't like People should not be like, no, I'm like this, uh, this macho man, like all courageous and confident, like, because in order to be confident, you have to have fear in you, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. You have to overcome your fear. Yeah, you have to overcome your fear. That was make that's because that's what makes you confident. So for you, just doing this podcast, you've overcome your fear, which that's yeah. the the better, the better. The better you. Yeah, yeah. That's the Margot that <laughs> in, you're supposed to be. Yeah. And I applied it with way more things, like just being here as a tourist too, as a volunteer, then started looking for a job. Everything is scary when you think about it, but you should just do it. So I would tell everyone in Belgium, like, just do it. Even though when you're scared, even when it makes you a bit, like, unsure, just, it's worth it. Just do it like Nike. Yeah, just do it. <laughs> <laughs> just do it. Yeah. Yeah, so so I kind of feel uh, in the next in the next coming uh, months, I kind of feel you will have this impact towards your friends and family. Eventually, uh, we, we really hope things uh, work out with the vaccination and the quarantine. And I really hope, you know, your, your parents get to come here and see yeah. what their big girl is yeah. doing and, and what she's accomplishing. That'd be amazing. And how she's breaking she's breaking all the <laughs> sky limits. You know what I mean? Like, no, man, I'm, I'm just saying because you might see what you've accomplished is normal or it's not that to be, to be given credit. But mind, mind that there's someone watching you and she's like, how is she accomplishing all of this? You know? Yeah. But like, you know, as we as people, sometimes we feel some type of way to actually come to a person like, I really adore you, you know? But like, I truly believe there are a lot of people that you know here, or there are a lot of people from back home, um, they're like, how is Marco? accomplish all of this um, how she survived yeah or, that's um, cool but i think the same about other people yeah i hope like everyone is inspires someone yeah like 
you you've really inspired me like in one way or another like I, i'm not gonna lie because you've just been able to work all of this <laughs> you know all of this you know i remember before you went to zanzibar we we had the conversation about how you felt about you know going to zanzibar and how would it be It would be my first travel by myself. Yeah. I was scared. You was really scared. <laughs> I remember we was just talking endlessly. And I remember the, the it was I think was it Chris, Christmas? You you left on Christmas Eve? Uh yeah, I left no, I left on Christmas Day. Christmas, Christmas Day. Oh, but like you you, you gave me a farewell on the I think it was Christmas, but it was around midnight, right? Uh-huh. When, yeah, it was uh, a via via, and when you left, you 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 told me because I remember when you came, you told me uh, I'll be leaving tomorrow, and I'm gonna be spending the New Year's at Zanzibar, and whatsoever, and still I don't know how things are gonna be, and and I remember that's the time where you already had your visa extended, mm-hmm. and you had all that in your mind, and still. You wanted to have your unforgettable experience in Zanzibar. Yeah. So I remember when I was sitting at the at the bonfire when you came in and you gave me your farewell. I was like, I, I really felt I really felt fear for you though. Uh huh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, I decided to stay here, but I didn't have a plan yet. Yeah. Yeah. I like. Uh, yeah. I knew, you know, you going to Zanzibar would would. Would, would change everything mm-hmm. but like I was I still had that fear inside like it's not like a fear that I would like to portray towards you and to be like no you should not do that you know you should not do this but it's just like so, like I don't know if it's normal but like for me sometimes I get this feeling of fear towards someone's faith mm-hmm. like wow. I pray for you I pray I pray that you succeed but Sometimes I just try to, like, I just try to put myself in a position where I try to feel how that, how would you feel when you fail? Mm-hmm. Like that's that's with me with everyone that I'm like attached to. Like I'd feel like when you, when you get me that feel, I feel like how would you feel? Because because I know you're a person you who who you wanted to achieve greatness wanted to have this and this and and I knew how much it would mean for your career and you know as a as a person and because I've been in those points in my life where I had to do something you know I remember even like what made me be a freelance tour guide I think I mentioned this in my in my in the first episode um, I said like it was it was really a struggle because Not a lot of people would would like really trust you to actually, especially here in Tanzania when you're like really young and inexperienced, because people expect you to be all all perfect, like all perfect in the sense where you you've mastered everything, like you've mastered driving, you've mastered tour guide, tour guide, tour guiding, you've mastered the environment and everything, how to handle clients and everything so there's like that pressure that you get to feel when you're like trying to get a job and with 
me, I remember in my last semester, that was the semester where I went crazy. Like I wouldn't even sleep because I was so stressed out of how is my life gonna be after college? Yeah. You know? So I said like, let me start engaging myself or let me start putting myself in the scene way before, which that resulted in me like missing some classes in my last semester, but like, yeah, it really gave me like a lot of work, but also it played a huge impact because by the time I finished, I was already familiar with what I'm gonna do. Even though I never achieved what I wanted because I think this is a mentality that everyone has. Like you, you go to school, you, you, you finish school, you get a job. But sometimes you, that always doesn't happen, especially in, in the tourism industry here in Tanzania where the competition is really high. Like I would, I would, being honest, I would not say that competition of like, of like maybe a matter of like, uh, like professionalism or whatsoever, but it's like the competition of like people people wanting to get into into that into that field. So for me it was really hard. And I think there's this saying that say hard times create hard hard people. Like with what you pass through it, it made it made you stronger. It never mm-hmm. it never deteriorated you. It made you stronger. Like right now, if anything comes at you, like I'm gonna take it. Yeah. Yeah. So with me, it came to a point. I was like, I have the knowledge. I have everything that I could be that type of person that I always wanted to be. Either I'm employed or not employed. So being employed never stopped me from wanting to be the type of tour guide that I always wanted to be. And also like even evolving to like doing all this related stuff with like with with, with my field with travel consulting and everything. So I think we should just try to create, we should just try to take advantages of these hard moments that we, we all pass through as people. And because in the end of the day, you just, because you should always know, you're always gonna break through out of it. Mm-hmm. But how? Yeah, definitely. And, and there, there are some things that you need to learn them the hard way. True. You know, true. growing up, you know, you, our parents normally try to keep us safe and avoid, try to shield us from all these things that they already saw that would happen in the future. But still, we had to go through them in order for us to know, okay, this, uh, if you do this, the outcome will be this. If you know, so I'm just, I'm just really, uh, really happy to uh, to have this conversation. Uh, I think it's been over an hour now. Wow! <laughs> yeah. It no, was a good talk. Yeah, it was a good talk, and actually, we, I actually never thought it would be this long. Like, oh. <laughs> I'm a good talker. I know. Yeah, you already told me, but yeah, I think that was just for me. Personally, uh, I never actually thought yeah, it would be this long because <laughs> I had like 
fewer questions and, and stuff. And, and I thought like there would not be a lot of things that we talk about, but it just turned out we were able to relate on a lot of things uh-huh. than I expected. I don't know about you, like how do you feel? And I would yeah. just like to thank you for this, for accepting the invitation. Thank yeah. you for giving us your blessings. Yeah, thank you so much. <laughs> I enjoyed it so much. Yeah, <laughs> you know, you're actually the first guest. Yeah. <laughs> on this on this podcast. That's crazy. Thank you for your yeah, like for the because I'm really I'm really looking forward to this podcast for long. Ten、mm-hmm. years ahead, we're gonna come back to this point, to this beautiful Sunday morning. Uh huh. I'm gonna be like. This is all. Yeah. This, this is where it, where it all started. That's dope. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Like I don't know about that time how life will be. We don't know, but we hope, inshallah, like like we get to sit to a point where we like, man, we really came way too far. And who knows? I'll, maybe I'm still here. Maybe we'll. Yeah, yeah. Maybe you still be here. <laughs> maybe you move on into something else. You never know. Maybe I might move on and. Leave you here, you never know. You never know. But all in all, we just got we just gotta keep that faith and hope that things will be will be a of a good interest and of a good turnout in the future. We should always just be positive. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I agree. <laughs> yeah, you should. You should always be positive. Like positivity is, I think, is a leading factor to any success. Because negativity just shuts it all down. It is. I always say I'm distancing myself from negativity. Yeah, like we should just not social distance from Corona. <laughs> we should social distance ourselves from negativity. Uh, uh, I think we should do both. <laughs> <laughs> I think well, we should we should we should apply them both in a way. I think. If if we if if we if we apply if we social distance ourselves from negativity, I think with the virus it also applies、mm-hmm. because、True. the virus is、uh, a negative thing towards us. So I think we should just try to keep our heads up and keep on focusing on achieving what we've always longed and want to achieve.、Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think this is all for. For today's podcast,、um, I'm truly honored.、Uh, I'm really happy.、Mm, uh, me too. Thank you so much. And、uh, I really hope、uh, the audiences that are are going to hear are going to hear this、uh, will have the same feeling and will be able to get like like learn a lot from this.、Um, for other travelers who maybe been in the same situation that you've been. Before you actually got to、uh, achieve what, what you've always like, you've already achieved, would get a sort of inspiration and be like, "We have a sister, you know, in Tanzania,、uh, yeah. from from our own, from from Europe, <laughs> and if if she she was able to do it, then we all can do it." You know, I think that's always been the thing with me, like even like with the pockets. I think it's something that I never actually told people. Uh, so, the the idea of make doing a podcast actually came when I when I stopped doing music. 
So when I started doing music, I was like, how am I going to keep myself engaged with, with people mm-hmm. in, a, in, a, in a large mass? Because for me, that's always the goal. Like, I'll, because I, for me, I feel I always have much to share because that's the same thing that's happening, that happened to me because I get inspired by other people, by other, other people's stories and experiences. So I was like, what am I gonna do besides music? Because music, that was the only platform that I had. So I had, I had so there's a friend who had a friend. Uh, so she, so she kind of like posted on her story that she was doing a podcast. And I was like, okay, let me just, so I just went in and I listened to the podcast and I was like really, really inspired by her. And to a point where I actually told her like, girl, you're really inspired, man. And the crazy thing is both of them went to school here. Really? Wow. <laughs> yeah. You should give me the names. Now I'm curious. Okay, I'll, I'll definitely pass you yeah. the names, and I'll also pass you the I'll also pass you her podcast. Yeah. yeah so, so it's it's crazy. Like, so I actually got there. And I was like, okay. So it just I just did it all fast, all fast, and uh-huh. and I remember just waking one morning, and I had my phone. I was like, okay, I'm just gonna record it. And I never had to like prep myself or do whatever. I just, you know, like just spit out all that was in my head. Mm-hmm. And it felt like freestyling back, yeah. <laughs> back when I was doing music. So it's, it's, really, it's really encouraging that I've been able to do something that I feel I'm, I'm, I'm being productive at rather than just stay all dull and just because the way you stay like without doing nothing the more you kind of like these the negativity kind of like connects itself so and kind of like collects and you know gets into yourself but like Mm -hmm. like right now you know you don't you don't really have a room for negativity because you know what you're gonna do like you already know your next step you know (laughs) <laughs> work gotta do something at the house or whatsoever you know you know so I think that really helps though. when you're busy I think it really helps and if it, it, it avoids you from all that drama and conflicts and like things that would really not be of an advantage to your to yourself mm-hmm. as a person so I'm really I'm really honored to to be here I'll forever be grateful forever and ever till the day I go down six feet (laughs) yeah so any last words Margo no I want to thank you Um, and my last words are that I really want to encourage people to travel even when they're scared don't be afraid to come to Arusha or anywhere in Tanzania because it's 100% worth it. Worth it. Yeah. So, that's a testimony from Margo. <laughs> All y'all hearing, uh, Tanzania is the best thing that can ever happen to your life. I consider Tanzania as the, as the ideal um, African experience. Like, I don't think there's anything that 
you've heard or you want to experience in Africa that you would luck here in Tanzania. Mm -hmm. Tanzania comprises it all. No matter if it's like nature or culture or culture or whatsoever that is in your expectations and your wants, you will all have it here in Tanzania. Definitely. <laughs> Tanzania, I think, I see Tanzania in the future being the top destination in Africa. Mm. By now it's like South African whatsoever, but I don't really think South Africa has has it all compared to us. Uh -huh. You know, and with everything here is is so affordable. Like even the with the life experience and like the lifestyle is it's affordable. I don't know. Unless you choose to leave to to live how you used to live back then. Mm -hmm. But if you would let yourself blend in, everything will be suitable. You can do it. If you're open-minded, you can do it. You Definitely. Do it. Yeah. So, I think this sums up all uh, from what uh, we prepared today here at Let's Talk with Andrew podcast. Uh, for all of y'all who's still looking forward to where can y'all find the link to the, to the podcast, to where y'all can go and listen to the podcast, the link is in all our bios and all our social media platforms which is at let's talk with andrew podcast at facebook twitter and instagram uh, and you can also send me a personal message or dm or call me or whatsoever uh, in the case of wanting to comment or give me a feedback or tell me anything that you would like me to change or talk more about on the podcast and even if you would like to be featured on the podcast um, I would really be I would really be honored to have one of y'all in into the show and y'all just gotta know this podcast is for all of y'all and it was made for all y'all and it's the people's podcast not mine I'm just I'm just I just volunteered to host okay <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, so it's for me, Andrew Abel, and Margot, <laughs> uh, Margot Johnson. Uh, till next Friday, I, I would just like to wish y'all a happy weekend. Thank you all. Well, to engage more with the podcast, you can follow us through our social media platforms, which are at Let's Talk with Andrew Podcast on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Plus, you can leave us a review that will really help us rank into the charts in which it will really enable us to reach out more audiences. Thank you.